Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Woo Biz Chat, a Do the Woo podcast show. This show is brought to you by Weeglot, a multilingual plugin for WordPress and WooCommerce, who is a global sponsor of 2024 WordPress events in support of the greater community. And as a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out Hostinger, whether you are building a WordPress site or specifically a Woo store. Their infrastructure brings your client's site speed, uptime, and security. Tell you more about our sponsors later in the show, but let's listen in as Emma and Adam return to talk all things content for your boobies. They touch on it all from SEO for brand recognition to consistency in your branding messages, experimenting with different channels and medium, and going from written content to video and audio. Plus, well, what can I say? A take on AI for repurposing and content auditing. Hello, Miss Emma. <laughs> hello, hello. Happy days. Happy days. This is Woo Biz Chat. Uh, what are we chatting about today, Miss Emma? What, uh, and, and the Woo Biz. It's one of my favorite topics um, content and what is so fantastic about creating it. So, what, what is so, what's so great about Creating content. That's that that is the the question. And I for this podcast, we have a very special guest. Oh, do we? It's, Who? It, it's you. <laughs> it's, it's me. For those of you that may not know, Emma is head of content at a little little uh place called Hostinger. And that's kind of a big deal. You were telling me that you which employee hire were you? You've been there for a while. Three, four hundred? What number were you? Uh, I was around the 400 mark, um, and that was four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. So you've been there a while. This is something that you are well informed about. You you live this. You you eat, breathe, breathe sleep, uh, talk about content. And as you and I were talking about the different topics we could have for this podcast, what would be helpful for our audience? Content is king and queen and all the all the royalty uh content is important and i thought hey let's let's use this episode to kind of go through a number of questions that i'm going to be asking you and I'll, I'll pop in with some of my thoughts and really be approaching this in a best practices kind of a way many of our audiences i would be surprised you know don't necessarily aren't head of content of a thousand, you know, a large hosting company with the type of resources you have. So we're going to sort that that's sort of our best practices. You guys do a lot of thought work. You spend a lot of time thinking about creating content, about communicating all of these things. And we're going to kind of work backwards a little bit from that. So yeah, let's, uh, let's start with the first question and which is the title of our show. (sighs) What's so great about content? I like this question so much because there's so many answers to it. Um, And like you can go like very, I don't know, company marketing wise, if you're thinking more about your brand and you can give those type of answers like 
It builds trust for your brand. It builds brand recognition. It helps if you want to go more technical, it goes more SEO. It can help you create leads if you're trying to, if you have more with dollar bills in your eyes. Um, it also <laughs> like can establish your expertise and your authority. Um, so people are, when they, when they think about something in general, like they go, oh, I need to think of hosting her first or for whatever your company is first. Um, but I think the best part of it is that you have so many creative out, like so many different ways that you can show your creativity. It doesn't have to just be one vertical. It can be if you're more into writing, if you're more into video, if you're more into whatever it may be, um, you have this beautiful storytelling concept to it that can help you at the end of the day, help the person that you're trying to, your target audience and the people that you're trying to reach um, in whatever way that they feel most comfortable learning about uh, your your company and the products and whatever it is that you're trying to get out there. So um, what is not great about content is a shorter <laughs> answer because I'd be like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I think about is that in business, and this is woo or whatever business you're in, it is not enough to merely exist and be good. Like we're a good company. We're here. Come buy our stuff. Like that's not, that's not enough. It's the storytelling. I like that you use that, that word storytelling is so important because everybody has, I don't have a story. Yes, you do have a story. Everyone's got a story and how you get that out there is really important. If it is only salesy, where we're so great, look at us, that's not enough. Because again, you're just saying, look at us. So when you're thinking about content, and you can use this in the context of hosting, or I think it's a really good uh, framework for us to, to work off of. When you're thinking in the context of hosting or and creating content, what are some of the things that you keep in mind? We kind of listed it already, but to kind of just sort of uh, bullet point, what are the things you keep in mind as you are helping hosting or create content? Yeah, and I think a, a good thing to just point out right here is what when I think about answering this question now is not the answer and the process that we would have done three years ago, two years ago, one year ago. Every year when we've grown, it's changed. So, um, so depending on like the size of your team, you could be a one person team. We had a very small team at the beginning. Um, that might be a better, like a better place to start. And then I can kind of grow maybe, um, on, on that. So let's, let's take a, a ride, uh, back four years ago when down memory yeah lane. down memory lane I'm now I'm trying to think yeah how has it changed like what are the things that you like you said it's it's different now and that is part of the life cycle of a, of a growing business and yeah what have, what have you seen change yeah so I mean like um it's it's funny because like now I I focus so much more on SEO content and like product led content and that type of uh, stuff and a little bit of blog and. Like that's more like thought leadership and brand, um, like employer branding. But back in the day, it was like, it was a free for all. Like uh, we had, we had a plan and it's okay to make mistakes. I think we've said this in the last two podcasts as well, um, because we <laughs> learned from them. We figured out what, wor what worked for us and what didn't. So back then we had 
man, I don't even, I just start laughing. I really wish you could see it because of my face, because it's just like, <laughs> I think of how nuts it was and how we even figured out what worked and did it, didn't um, was crazy. We went through a phase of like, let's just get content out there in general, like in, in masses. And so it was like, let's try to figure out every single keyword which is for those of you who don't know, like a certain uh, b- best way to explain it is something that somebody searches in any type of search engine and, and an intent to get an answer. We were just thinking like if they want to use anything to do with a website and with the products that we were offering at that time, how do we answer that question? And then let's start figuring out what they like and by the way that we're answering it. So we started writing some how-to tutorials or some like uh, the best um, plugins for a certain type of WordPress site. Uh, If you're trying to sell something, like what are the best plugins for that? (coughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes, Um, but, uh, and then like changing up, like uh, how, how is it that we want to communicate to the people that are listening to us and what are they enjoying the most? And that was kind of the first bit, taking a bunch of ideas, trying a a bunch of different styles of writing, different tones, um, uh, tone of voice and uh, on different platforms. And then kind of seeing like what starts to rank on on search engines and uh, also like what people are engaging with, what they're resharing, what's getting the most, um, what what are we getting sales from? And then trying to do more of that um, and like replicating it into something a little bit more, I don't want to say strategic because I don't think that happened that long ago, but um, something more like organized, I guess you could say. Well, I think one thing I want to stop here in a minute is that you were mentioning how like at the beginning, you like didn't have much of a plan, right? You're like, we just, just more, (laughs) whatever it is, it's got to be more of it. And I think the takeaway from that is that by any arguable metric, Hostinger is successful. It's, you know, that and if you then work backwards of, you know, four years ago, plus that not having a plan, not knowing exactly what to do, didn't keep Hostinger from being successful and from growing. It was a little bit of like, hey, let's try it. Let's figure it out. And along the way, we're going to learn stuff. Uh, does that make sense? Is that kind of how your experience? Yeah, I like 100% agree. Like trial and error. And it's almost like a mini postmortem for every little thing. So you make a a plan of sorts and then you look at what worked, what, what didn't work. And you either try to tweak what, what didn't and like try to replicate and mimic the things that did. And then that, you know, eventually turned into a a very nice, like hosting your style guide where we have a tone of voice, different uh, styles for, for different type of platforms that we're using um, and, uh, but that all had to start somewhere now, nowadays you can, you know, probably chat GPT and be like, I want to be funny and help me make a style guide. But back then, no, which is a whole other, uh, podcast or 10, as far as content creation and as it relates to AI, let's get that in a, in a little bit. I want to go back Ooh. before we, before we jump into AI, um, you mentioned, keywords and how important that is kind of highlight to me, you know, as you're doing your work, as you're planning out your communication, where in that conversation 
does keywords come into it? And how do you, how are you thinking about keywords right now? Yeah. And I think, uh, this is something that any sized team can do. Any size company can do. You can be one person, you can have 10 people, you can even, you can be larger, but it is good to always think of keywords or topics. If keywords are still not something that you're comfortable with, like if you haven't actually looked much into it, but it is, it's very, it's, it's good to understand what the people that you're like the, your potential clients or your target audience, what, uh, what are their, what's important to them? Like, what are their goals? What are they trying to find the answers to so that you can be the solution to their problems? And those are going to be the keywords that you look for. They can be one word like hostinger, or they can be a um, couple words, um, or they can be super long tail words if once you get into that. But just think about like what you what you search, like um, um, how to make, what did I say the other day? How to make a plant calendar. Or no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> But like if somebody's searching sure. that, that would, those would be your keywords, plant calendar or how to search or how to create a plant calendar. And um, it is, I think that that's like a very good place to start. Yeah. What I, what I like about that is, and how the word that came into my mind was the word empathy. And I think that that's an interesting thing where we often, we do the work that we do really well, and we don't always take a, take a beat and think, well, what is my customer or my ideal customer? What are they thinking about? And this keyword exercise that you guys seem to do fairly often is, is in that vein of empathy for your customer. <sighs> My customer has problems. There's things that they're trying to solve. There's things that they want to do. We have the solution. And again, advertising, hey, look at me, we're amazing. The work that you're doing is less about, hey, look at me, we're amazing. It's what are those problems that they have and what are the words are they that they're going to use to describe those problems and what what question are they going to you know chat you know type into to google or, or whatnot is that kind of what you guys do yeah um that's like and like the more and more you get into keywords and keyword research of figuring this stuff out um all of what you said is true uh, but there's also variations of it you know like some of your keywords can be specifically for just brand awareness because this is something that people search for a lot and it's related to your niche but you know you might not actually uh you would get traffic and people would would be would be uh would find that whatever article organically but then um, maybe you wouldn't get any sales from it. And then there's keywords specifically that maybe have less of a chance for more broad um, brand awareness because maybe not that many people search for it. But it's one of those ones that you talked about that's more tied to empathy that actually just solves a problem. Like, so maybe not that many people search for it, but every single person that finds that article will get will have a solution to their problem it's just maybe not that big of a problem that everybody has. So, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, though, that is something to very important to, to point out is the empathy and the solution to whatever the keyword is should be in your article. Um, and it should be there as quickly as possible. I just keep going back to all of those like apple pie recipes where you like learn the history yeah. of 
granny apples and who planted the first one and you're like where's the recipe so like uh, just tell me how many apples i have to buy i'm at the store right now and do i need eight apples or not yeah so don't do that be helpful with everything you be helpful <laughs> yeah uh we mentioned AI just a, a hot second ago, and it is, of course, the thing that's on a lot of people's minds, and they're trying to figure out, okay, I don't want to get left behind. I know this is really helpful stuff. Um, as a as a large you know player in this space, uh, are there specific AI tools that you guys are using or ways that you're thinking about AI? Like, Share with me a little bit about uh, your guys' kind of thought process on that. Yeah, this year has been a whirlwind. Like, I think it was January last year when AI was like, I'm here. <laughs> like, here um, best yeah. of luck. Uh, let's see what you got. And everybody just kind of dove in and, and went for it. And now we are more into a groove of using it one way or another. But um, uh, so I think with our team, like, we do use a lot of it for more SEO related stuff. So it can help you. Um, I don't know if you're trying to create a brief for a keyword, you can and a brief is just like an outline of the content that you want to write, maybe um, you can, you can use it to analyze if somebody's already created this article, like, what are some things that is a must have um, for your article, and then that way you can spend more of your time figuring out a unique aspect to add to it. Um, because the AI has already done a lot of the setup for that. Um, where we're finding a lot of benefits with it is uh, like auditing process and content repurposing. So just like simply, if you have an old article, checking it in the, an AI chat GPT and just being like, is any of this incorrect? Like, uh, and if, if you have, um, the, what is it? The 4.0, not the 3.5, the one that has them up to date stuff. 4.0, yeah. Yeah, then it's... Um, then you can just, you know, and you can even ask it to be like, where did you fact check this? And it'll link it all for you. Uh, so it makes figuring out which articles to audit, um, if you want to update it a lot faster. Um, there's also like Bard, like, I think it's just, it's kind of just fun to play with as well, like figuring out like, uh, which one's better for this type of content, which one's better for that, which one's better just for researching, or once you do the research by hand, Damn. chucking it into the AI. So there's so many different mixes of using different AIs and the way and, and where you use it in your content creation, that it's like almost like the sky's the limit. Like it's just whatever works best for you, you experiment with it, and then you iterate, I guess, the next time something new comes up. Yeah. So that this doesn't become the, the AI episode, I'm sure we'll have another one of those. I'll, I'll limit my question to just one more on, on that. Um, do you guys like have a, a list of, of tools? Or how, I mean, because like you said, there's Bard, there's 4.0, there's uh, in ChatGPT, but there's like Google's now offering. Um, even in ChatGPT, there was like a Teams thing I was seeing where like different teams can like, you have your GPT and multiple people are like working in that GPT together. There's all kinds of things. There's also, I mean, communication. There's also the image creation and all these kind of things. I feel that I'm constantly being marketed to these different tools. And I'm a little bit like, ah, I know I need to pay for some of this stuff, but do I need to? Like, how, how do you guys think about which tools to, to choose? And yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's good because I know like at first we stuck we we even used like Jasper AI and they have even changed even like SEO tools like Surfer SEO has started incorporating AI, um, like even like our like hosting or like website builder is now with AI like so everything's with AI and it's just um. Uh, it is, it is hard, but I think it just comes down to preference. Like, so I've just been like a GPT girl from the start. Like even when it was like three, it was just so much fun, you know? Um, and then now with like the dolly, you could spend hours on this, but I think what, what I really like about this chat GPT for is that you can, if you have gotten to the point in your, in your, um, in your company where you have a style guide, you can teach it to it. It has, a type of machine learning and integration so that you don't actually have to prompt the AI to be set up with everything that you, in the style that you want it to be written in. This is for writing, obviously. Um, but, and then, so we have like something specific for hosting or tutorials, something more specific for blogs, something more specific for sales or landing pages or product. And we don't have to do all of that pre requisite work. We can just click on that one. It'll open up a new chat and cut off a lot of time. Um, so, so I like that shout out to chat GPT and their new version, obviously the teams. Are you using teams? Have you tried that yet? Yeah, we just got it. Um, so now we're moving cause we, we had basically every single team had a chat GPT, uh, personal one, and now we're integrating it all into the teams version. Weglot is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. And as a supporter of the WooCommerce community, they are not only helping with the language barrier of Woo shops around the world, but they are also global sponsors in the WordPress ecosystem. With this sponsorship, they continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you, the Woo Builders. So kudos to Weglop for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. And you can always learn more about Weglot by simply going to their site, weglot.com. As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client site speed, uptime and security. Also at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WP CLI for control configuration and plugin updates, enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course, the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients' Woo shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth can be found with their agency hosting at hostinger.com. Um, in this area of content creation, we have lots of channels. There's lots of places you can put your communication. And of course, there's text, there's video, there's audio is what we're doing now with podcasts. We're, we're creating content as we speak. And you're listening to content as you as you listen to this podcast. Um, 
how do you guys think about the different channels and, okay, we're going to try to be on every single channel we want hosting her to be on every little thing and da, 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 or is there more of a thoughtful approach to it? Or how do you guys think about the different channels, the TikToks that, you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think now it's so much easier to do, to, to experiment with each channel, even with a small team. Like um, maybe a couple years ago um, when content repurposing just was just more of a longer process, it was hard to be like, let's research this tutorial, then have somebody change it into a script to write to, so then somebody else can record it and then, or starting from like a podcast interview and then changing those into, um, I don't know, a YouTube video and then a tutorial. Now it's, it's just so much easier to do, um, especially as like a lone wolf. So you can experiment with uh, all of these different channels and these verticals that you're talking about so that um, you can see what your the people that you're trying, your audience, um, what you're trying to get to them is actually reaching them. So like uh, if you, let's like just do an example with um, a content, like an actually written content piece because you know that your audience wants to uh, uh, learn how to sell stuffed animal white leopards that your children create on Dolly. Uh, so like if you research how to do that, how to start an e-commerce business, a with, um, uh, with a Woo plugin and a WordPress site, possibly hosted on Hostinger and, um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, but, but where do you begin? So you, so, so somebody creates this tutorial on all the steps that you need to do. And that can target the people who prefer to read and to follow along step-by-step with text. Then you can change that maybe into a script with AI. This is where it comes super in handy. Like just copy and paste and tell it what kind of vibe you want the script to be. And then have like a recording of that. Then you can take away the video and it can be a podcast or it can be something that you listen to, but you don't actually have to watch the video. And then you can take this as well, plug it in AI and ask it to, make different versions of this content for any social media platform. So LinkedIn obviously has a different vibe than Instagram and Instagram has a different vibe than what else is there? Twitter and TikTok (laughs) or X. Um, And then uh, from there, you know, you can even start outreaching like paid marketing channels, like affiliate people that also like to show off stuffed animals and, uh, and, this is going weird, but, and then like get them to like <laughs> show up like like your, your stuffed animal and um, you, they can make some money enough of yours. But so like, basically what I'm saying is out of this long process nowadays, it's so much faster to experiment. And then after you have all of these things published, don't forget to publish them, set a deadline, come back to it a month later, or if it's organic, just keep in mind that it's going to be a little bit longer process. If it's paid, you'll probably see more results faster. And then decide from there. Um, I think we had talked about in private, not on, on, on this call, but like, know thy audience, know thyself, know thy brand. And so like, if you're thinking of your audience and what they're clearly liking, um, experiment more down that vertical at first you can always go back to it maybe with sub items of your verticals but like uh but it's it's it you can always delete it at the end but you never know if it doesn't work for you if you don't try it 
Um, Get it so. out there. Yeah. So the the winner of uh, listen of, of our listening of winning of the podcast here, whoever's listening, um, if you make a website with snow leopards that are stuffed, not actual, stuff, and and send it to us, like tag us uh, in your social medias, uh, you will win. I don't know what you win, but you it's just you will be the winner. You will. Um, and by the time that you win, we will have an awesome thing for you. Absolutely. <laughs> High fives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Virtual high fives for no one to see. Like, and I think there's even something to as as silly as it would be for someone to take the idea that we have of making a website about selling stuffed animal snow leopards that you created in chat GPT or Dolly. Um, try stuff. Like that's how you figure it out is it doesn't work the first time and now you know how not to do it. So that's kind of the theme of this podcast is keep screwing up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So here's another uh, thing. You started to hint at it. Um, This idea of consistency, you know, know thyself. What is your brand? All right. So let me, I'm going to break this up into a couple of different questions and then you can tackle it however you want. I think there's the the consistency of like, yep, we have our brand language with um, even from the colors for the fonts and how we we communicate. Um, and then you have kind of your, your tone, your voice. How do we think about the different channels? And then I'm going to throw in the word like humor, like, oh, we're serious over here because we're business professionals, but then we think this is funny and we want to try that too. Um, how do you think about that consistency? And yeah, I'm kind of throwing a lot of stuff at you, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, you said at the beginning um, that content is king and I'm always like, yeah, well, consistency then is queen. And I am... I love consistency. It is something that I love to nitpick. It is something that I love to fix. And I just really appreciate a brand that is consistent with uh, everything that you said. The colors, their, the way that they present their information, um, whether it's you, – you, you know it's them without having to think too much about it or even seeing like their name or their logo. Like that if, – if you can get to that level, like kudos to you – Um, and, uh, yeah, I think like that's almost part of the point of it is like, you can just kind of see a Nike ad and like, uh, not see the swish or the color, but you could see the colors, the style of it, what they're kind of showcasing, but never see the actual logo. And you probably, we would all guess that it is, um, with when it comes to like funny and serious, I think that you can be funny. Um, you, but if that's your brand, you have to own it. And then there's different like variations of funny. There's the, the, the brands that can go kind of like ham on being funny. Um, and then the ones that can do like a playful one. For some reason, I'm thinking of that oat milk or is it water in like a carton? And I love the way that they like describe their ingredients. Um, but uh, I'm thinking of like all of the the playful funny where they weren't malicious. They weren't mean. They didn't do anything to discriminate anyone, but they were still playful with keeping your attention. And I think like, even though I can't remember it exactly, and probably because I didn't buy it. Like if I were to just think of the, I can picture the font, I can picture the carton. And after a few search intense and and the keywords will line up and I will find this, you know, just because it was memorable. 
So uh, I think like at the end of the day, like consistency, content, the brand, depending on what style you want to go in, just as long as you're consistent with it, like people will start to remember whatever it is that your style is. Um, So just be, have it make sense as well. Like if you're going to be talking about something serious. Right. You could, I mean, you could do it in a funny, playful way, but to an extent. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think the, the, I like your, your passion about brand consistency, because there's this idea that we want people to spend as few calories in their brain thinking about it. Because when you think about something, you're actually, your brain is, you know, using up calories and you're having to think about, okay, what, what is this I'm seeing? I'm taking up my time. And the quicker you can have someone kind of walk through the, the value proposition. And I, I like this idea that, and I've said it before, I'll probably say it again, is that identification of the problem, like what, what is the problem that our customers have, uh, what you do to solve that problem, and then how it feels to have that problem solved. And you're kind of taking people through a quick story arc of, of how to think about you. Like, oh, I do have that problem. Oh, and you do solve that. That's that's what you do to solve the problem. And then that emotional connection with the story is how it feels once that problem is solved. And I think of the different ways we communicate, that consistency that you're you're talking about. And then of course, trying to ap- apply that um, to the the different mediums, the different channels that we're we're, we're talking about. Ah, oh, this is, this is interesting, interesting stuff. All right. So, um, we've talked kind of briefly about a bunch of these, these different areas. Um, as we're, we're continuing this on our, our, our conversation about content, um, someone is just getting started. You have kind of seen it all. You've, you've been there, uh, early on in, in hosting her, and to just throwing stuff against the wall to see what works now to where you, you have a, a process. Is there any advice that you would give to, let's say, someone who is a, a one-person team, uh, a team of themselves? <laughs> uh, maybe they, maybe they uh, use Fiverr or something to kind of help them with some of their, uh, their work. Uh, where should they start? They have a limited budget. They have a limited amount of time. Prioritize for this this wonderful person. Creates content. Um, you've got you know how how do you think about it? you got you know a couple hours a week. What do you do? Yeah, um, I mean, like if you, especially if you have a small budget, you don't need to like get into the platforms maybe just yet. Like the Ahrefs, AccuRanker, that's more a um, SEO and keywords. Um, you don't really have to get into Google Analytics, but once you start getting into it, you're like but I want it. So, um, but, but you can technically do all of that and save yourself pretty petty. Um, but something that I think is like, uh, is easy that can be a lot of solutions is AI. Um, you can also get something that's more helpful towards, um, like fact check, uh, not fact checking, but like spelling stuff like Grammarly is a good way to, um, just double check that type of stuff, but you can also, you know, use the, AI for, do you use Grammarly? Gram- Grammarly Pro uh, is, yeah. If, if I only have like a certain amount of money, like a small amount of money, I'm, I'm spending some of my first 
money on, on Grammarly Pro, it's because I'm terrible at grammar. So that may not be for you. I, and, and hey, for those of you out there that are, you can still be head of content if like you don't know what a gerund is because uh, you're not alone. Well, now I do, but I, yeah. Yes. But you, you learned that through- Grammarly. Uh, Please sponsor us. But yeah, Grammarly also, again, and I think part of that, again, not to go too much far into the AI, but Grammarly also has its AI element to it because everybody does. And this is not sponsored by Grammarly, although if they're interested, we're listening. Uh, Grammarly is one of those ones that can help give you, uh, it can give you... um, suggestions on where where to go. So yeah, that might be a good one. And I can't remember some of the other similar to Grammarly, but also like uh, checking that where they have more of like a condensed version of it. Um, something Quill. Oh, I will have to double check that. But but yeah, if you just like, you know, search like grammar checking tool, they have like, I don't know, maybe a thousand word limit, but just you just have to copy and paste it quite a few more times but it's free. So you can use all of those to help with that. Um, and then just like, remember to try to have some fun in all of it, you know, figure out which one's the most fun for you to create and which one's the most fun for thy audience to enjoy. And then make those merge together. And then once you start like, you know, maybe you're a two person show and a three person show, you can start growing your budget and getting that Google analytics, getting some HFs, spending more time. Do you see um, more, I mean, this is a loaded question, but when it comes to creating content uh, in text, in audio or video, like if someone had to, like, where should they put more of their time? Is that maybe specific on them? Like what you enjoy doing more or what? How do you think about those three mediums? Yes and no, because like, uh, I think text, you just need a computer or a laptop. You can even do it on your phone, actually, like, um, Actually, you can do video on your phone these days. So um, it, if it comes down to that and which one you prefer, prefer more, there, I guess nowadays there's so many apps and stuff that you can do with for free. Uh, to me, obviously, because I started with content, that's the easiest way that you can start and then just feed it out to all of these other ones uh, where you can test out, like you said, with Fiverr. Like get somebody to write something for you, you edit it to your style, you give it to a video creator, they maybe already have like um, some studio set up, or you can record it yourself and publish it as a podcast. Um, But content like written content is a good solid place to start. uh, Because you can kind of feed it out everywhere. But that being said, now that I just said (laughs) that being said, now that I said that, uh yeah with uh, <laughs> yeah this is so hard um i was thinking about like i just downloaded a bunch of free um uh video editing tool uh apps on my phone that you have to pay for for on your laptop or your like a desktop which you can get for free so it's um and they have so many more versions of it like you don't have to get final edit pro but if they're listening they can also sponsor us um and um but now you can just do basically the same thing without the needs of like a studio. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it comes down to your passion, but if it were me, I would recommend content like written content first. So, and I think what I like about the idea of, of written content is that when like know thyself is a really key part of this is you need to know who you are 
And that doesn't change. And you can like look at that text. Okay, this is our mission statement. This is our vision. These are the, the our core values. These are the things that um, are our differentiators. And those are written down. And then you can say, I'm going to take that core, that differentiator, one thing that makes us special, and I'm going to make a, a video on it. Or I'm going to ask to be on a podcast and talk about that differentiator or, or, or whatever it is. But I think you're right. Starting with written content and then dependent on your personality. Do you like being in front of a camera? Do you like the sound of your voice? Because that was a hard thing for me to get used to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just go and do it. The, the thing that was encouraging me the other day of creating content is I went on TikTok and there are these like lives that people are just talking. And I was like, there's, there's like 500 people like watching this person do like, like homework or like just a weird, you know, just nothing. And if that many people, if that person can have that type of charisma and courage just to, to do that, I can record myself and I can share the thought leadership that I have. And going back to the overarching theme of this podcast is it's probably going to suck the first time, but I'm going to keep doing it and it will get better. Just like this podcast. I feel like we're getting better <laughs> as we, as we go along. Speak for you know. yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's start wrapping this up um, to kind of pull all of this together. We've talked about uh, some of these, these best practices uh, kind of just rapid fire at us. What are the things that Hostinger, as you head of you know cre- of creating content there at Hostinger, um, how do you think about creating content and just kind of rapid fire, just sort of bullet points? Um, what are the things you're thinking about? How will I will do keywords, you know, which is fun. So if you know them, you can choose to research them more, and if you don't know them, you can search for them and help somebody who's created content for this exact purpose. So creating content, hosting your style-ish. Yeah, SEO part, briefs, outlines, keywords, these all go together. Some type of SEO strategy. There's on-site, off-site. So look into both of those. Um, Similar to keywords, you can bid on keywords as well. Um, This is more PPC, which we didn't really get into. Um, And Pay-per-click. (laughs) <laughs> your paper no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah uh, I don't know what that meant um, <laughs> so, PPC, uh, paper, PPC, paper click, paper click. Um, yeah and you can bid on keywords and um, for any but just just a really quick thing it's the it's the the little ad that comes up at the top of Google search um, also uh, with the content creation process uh, you can like look more into writing and writing platforms, Google, Google Docs, uh, Grammarly, any AI, editing software, um, publishing sites. So your WordPress site, where to publish all of this content as well. Um, and then remembering to do an audit. So everything is being updated. It's really hard to keep evergreen content, which doesn't really change that often because everyone's always working on their product to do more. So remember to do an audit by looking back at your pieces um, or your articles or your videos and making sure that you're not, that they, that you keep them up to date so that everybody that's reading your information isn't getting outdated things. 
Um, and then you can move on to email marketing and inbound marketing where you can send newsletters or you can give um, banners on the side, some coupon codes. You can create downloadables and you can ask people to give you their email so that they can download a cool checklist that you've created from this how-to tutorial, um, but also get them on a subscriber list so that you can send them more up-to-date content. And with all of this content, you can also reach out to like partners or possible affiliates or influencers and get them to also show your content. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it was a lot, but uh, that was rapid fire. Thank you. That was that was awesome. I think the the, the takeaway from that is one: uh, uh, go back and listen to that list because that was a really valuable list. Um, another part is I think and mentioning Nike, just do it, like start, do something. Um, I think part of, as people who are starting these businesses, you know, every little dollar they get in, like that's important. Um, Carve out part of the money that's coming in for your marketing and that all comes under the content creation. Pick a percentage Uh, 20% is kind of a a good number, but that depends on what you're selling, what your overall costs are, but spend the money, the resources to do the thing. You have a, you've done something great in WordPress. You've built a plugin, you've done something here and it's, it's wonderful. And then you're, wait, how come I don't have more sales? The, the end of it is that creating content, marketing, it works like companies spend bajillions amount of money. Like I have no idea. I'm curious what like hostinger's budget is for like that would come under marketing and content. It's probably a pretty significant part of their business and would be a large attribution as to why they have grown. Um, I come in contact with a number of people who have these products and they've made them, but they don't really have much of a budget and they're afraid of spending it because that's scary because there's not much there, but you don't have to spend a lot of money, but get started, get in the habit of like, okay, um, this is worth it. I'm going to try that thing on Facebook and spend a little bit of money there. I'm going to try that thing on Google, spend a little bit of money there. And then I'm going to maybe sponsor, Ooh, do the woo. That's an excellent opportunity. Get your name out there. And it's not that expensive in the grand scheme of things to get your logo, to get your name, to get your content on those different places. And and that's that's really important. Yeah. And I think one word we didn't really say uh, is like commit to the content that you're creating. Do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah, they, Do yeah it. We commit to your content that you create. Yes. And if you actually are interested in more information about like content SEO and AI, uh, there is another podcast on Do the Woo um, recently from Alex Moss at Yoast um, about that. So you can check that out um, if you, um, or if you want to hear more about Emma and Adam babbling buffoons about um, AI, just ask and we will. We will deliver. Come check us out. Um, Emma's at, at Hostinger. You can check her out on all the, the socials. I am at Cirrus Influence. We do all this kind of stuff. Uh, um, we help people get the word out. And what we do is interesting is 
people that once you create content, getting it out to the different channels, that's also the hard part. And that's something that we do. So if you need help with help, uh, that kind of thing, um, yeah, touch, you know, just ask, ask a question and we'll, we'll help you out any way we can. Uh, until next time, uh, make good choices, uh, be kind to small animals, and we will see you soon. Bob WP here again, and one can never underemphasize the importance of content when you are either building sites or products or both. And it never hurts for any business, Blue Business, WordPress business, whatever, to revisit and think through content strategies. So I suggest you take heed of what Adam and Emma shared today. And I would like to thank Weekla and Hostinger for their continued support. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.